Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Let's Have the Conversation. Today, we are with Leah Rocks Tyoxin, and we are discussing being queer, polyamorous, and parenting all at the same time. This is a wonderful episode. We had a really good time, loads of laughter. We even have a little guest pop-up, Corey, and she's in there, and that is also Leah's girlfriend. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and get to know a little bit more about all of us. Have a good one. Good morning, Leah, and thank you for being here on Let's Have the Conversation. I'm so excited to have you. And I am so excited to be here. I really look forward to this discussion. We're just going to jump right in and let's talk about polyam parenting, as you hear my children in the background, and being queer. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So this standard idea of what a family structure is right and you guys had that you had the mom you had the dad you had a kid and now mommy has a girlfriend daddy has a girlfriend how do you explain that to a nine-year-old to a nine-year-old yes well we did have an evolution into the dynamic we have now which is what some people would call a kitchen table polyamory where all the partners know each other and we share space together um And before we got to where we're at now, we did have partners that were more compartmentalized. They weren't a part of our family life. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then we were honest with, with Jonah about the fact that we do um, have room in our hearts to love more than one person. And that it's not something that every family chooses, but there's also nothing wrong with choosing what we choose, even though he's not seeing it in any med- any current media, at least any kid media, there aren't examples of ethically non-monogamous families or polyamorous families. And, um, and so that is hard. That is something that he's like, why is our family different? But the experience of being in a family like ours is that he is actually so supported and so loved because we choose healthy people to bring in to um, our family and to um, expose our child to different lifestyles. Like we already had friends that were um, in queer relationships. We have friends who are in polyamorous relationships and it was helpful to show him that even if he's not seeing this in the books and the movies, that there are people that are choosing different structures, different family structures based on what they want and need. And that his mommy and daddy are choosing what works for them. And that it's something that mommy and daddy are are in agreement on, that we really present a united front. And when we bring our partners into our family to interact with our child, what our child gets to see is, oh, everyone's okay with this. And not only are they okay, but I'm watching my parents be happier. I'm watching um, our family grow in a way that is really unique, but also really supportive. And he has more people to play with him. He's got uh, basically like a pseudo brother now, which he being an only child didn't have before. And he'll ask, he misses um, my what should I call her? My husband's girlfriend's child. He misses him and and asks to play with him. And if, if we let too many days go by without them seeing each other, they both, they 
they miss that relationship and they will make sure that we make time to get, get them together. And so the way we, we approach the subject with him initially was just that um, there are, you know, how uncle James and uncle Terry um, both love uncle Shane. And, and we luckily had real life examples to point our child too but also he has said like oh like our family is different he knows he notices and and what we always come back to is like yeah but are you happy and and there have been things he had complaints he had valid complaints that he didn't feel like he was getting enough time with both of us and so we made adjustments to our schedule and we really come from the position of let's all just keep checking in and if your needs aren't being met let's see what adjustments we can make because this needs to work for everyone I like that you actually prioritize a child's needs as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's super important. And I think that that gets lost in parenting. Yeah. It's like, let's make sure the adults are okay in it. And then of course the kid will just be fine. And that's a terrible assumption yeah. because they're not always just fine. And I know from my own experience of, I love the dynamic that you all have, like, cause I'm able to expose my children to that as well. Right. Like, so they're not going to have these weird misconceptions, right? It's like, oh, that's that's Mommy Leah's girlfriend. You know, yeah. my kids even call you Mommy, Mommy Leah. Leah. Yes. So it's like, you know, oh, that's not a weird thing for them either. So it's exposing other children who wouldn't see it, where I have more of a traditional structure, even though I'm happy to be non-monogamous, I wouldn't do it as you do. It wouldn't be, you know, there are different structures. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a hierarchy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I am the one. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> it's about you. Um, so I really love love how you prioritize Jonah's needs and yeah. wants in that. Um, how do you guys navigate if there's breakups or arguments or what does that look like for yeah. him as well? Yeah. And I did go through a breakup with a partner of mine of, of five years that Jonah was really close to. And that was, that was really hard. And a lot of this is literally, we are figuring out as we go, but always coming back to the central tenet of what are my wants and needs? What are your wants and needs? How can we navigate this in a way that is sensitive to those needs, even when we can't fully meet them? And it was letting letting my child see my sadness and see that like this isn't um, easy, even when I'm choosing something, I'm mm. choosing a change that impacts many people and it means that you don't get to see this partner anymore and and that's sad for me and it's sad for you and we shared that sadness together and he will mention that partner and ask about him and and you know it's it's not protecting my child from the heartbreak of life it's letting him see an experience that even though this breakup happened we, we continue um, opening to love and we continue tending to ourselves through the pain. The arguments, I mean, we kind of have the, the luckily we're, we don't have that many mm. arguments, but when we, when we do have arguments, it's just also saying, hey, people have feelings. We can get upset. The love, it, as long as we are respectful, we channel our anger in healthy ways and we make a commitment to working through the anger. 
um, working through the disagreement. And that's what he gets to see. He gets to see adults who are imperfect and who are messy and who have big feelings. And he gets to see us so committed to what we are choosing to create together that we will work through the hard stuff. And, and I think that's teaching him really great conflict resolution skills and really good discernment. I agree. Um, I think in parenting, that's very important because sometimes we do try to shield our children from mm -hmm. all of the things. And that's like super not realistic. Mm -mm. You cannot always be happy. Right. People are going to argue. People are going to have big feelings. And when you allow that as long as it's within that container of yeah. like healthy respectful ways and we are imperfect all of us mm -hmm. like I think that that's a major freedom even for a child right as they're learning to navigate their own feelings in the world becoming their own person I'm pissed off about something so I really love that approach to conflict resolution with kids that's yeah. pretty brilliant yeah, I like it. You can thank my therapist for that one. I've also been in therapy for like 11 years, yeah, which that really helped recommend that. <laughs> we have all, all the adults in this situation have gone to therapy. Absolutely. It makes therapy a big difference. Absolutely the key to like a successful life period. Exactly. Yes. Um, Corey, I wanted to ask you, what is it like for you coming into a family, <clears throat> like a whole family? Like, you done moved in, you got a cute tiny house that I love in the back, but like you don't have children of your own. So now what does that look like in parenting another person's child and coming into the dynamic of a full-blown marriage with kids? It's an interesting question. <laughs> Thank you, I try. Um, <laughs> oh, well, uh, Excuse me, let me gather that answer. Absolutely, sit with it for a second. It, it, it was a question that's like, huh, maybe I didn't think about this before. Well, it's because with, with Leah, it was the strangest incantation of a relationship and like just happened in such a way that was like, the universe literally picked this up and we're both like, this is what's happening now. We're gonna turn you both 180 degrees. Yeah, I totally remember other, that. Drop you back it. down. And that's just the way it fucking is. Like, right. that's it. That's it. And that has never happened to me before. I don't think that happens to most people a lot of the time. So it's really in this, you know, I know that sounds cheesy, like, oh, this is special. This is, you know, no, this is different. it sounds beautiful. But it is. Yeah, but it is. And that's the truth for me. And I think yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And um, so that kind of changes the dynamic of what I have to say in such a way that it, it probably wouldn't work in, you know, anybody taking this for advice or something. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, yeah, because... The, the only advice would be to do so much work on yourself and that be your priority always with the intention of finding someone aligned with you that can love you on the same capacity that you are capable of loving and that the universe kind of works that out and you two finding each other. I love and that. that's the only truth I really have in that. The rest of it is like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the babysitter on the block, but I love children that come into my life. that come into my life for a reason. And he's a good kid. Yeah, he is a great he's kid. He's a great kid, I and he's a real special kid. <laughs> he is. And he's a yeah. powerhouse of an energy vortex of a yes. kid, and he's, he's special. And um, I knew that about him before I even really knew him, like, just from what she, you know what I mean? Like, I just sensed his energy anyway. So it was yeah. automatically kind of like a reverence towards the energy of that child without knowing him. But I'm also not going to be 
really from my perspective, it's about no, staying in your lane. If you know how to stay in your lane and just show up with love and respect, because I love her. I'm personally not polyamorous, but I respect their situation. I see the love that they have for each other. Right. And I by no means want to get in the middle of that. And I'm a, always a huge advocate, even though I'm not a mom and I'm not, you know, don't have a thousand kids around me all the time. You don't have to. Let me you just know? clear that like, up. I was a child once, but I don't remember like, that shit. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not the <laughs> person that you have to be a parent yeah. in order to have any People kind of messy. value. Life is messy. Parenting. Yeah. But if you, if you come at it from a place messy people that give each other that space to be messy and the fact that you know i just couldn't do that with anybody you know like we're we're both very spiritual and work with energy and have like there's things that we can do and that would never be i would never be able to do with anybody else that wasn't on that astral plane you know that resonance but um really it just kind of fits like it doesn't feel awkward I've always been kind of an introvert and not really, I don't, I don't know. It's just a different dynamic for me completely as well to have much to compare it to other than this is just like a huge shift in all of our lives, but it feels like a, a bigger situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand there's, you know, like I give, I just try to stay out of the way, be a help, but, but also show up when right. I need to show up. But I also understand you know, I have empathy for him. it shifts his entire understanding perspective. You know, like I yeah. get that. Yeah. And like I'm not trying to, you know, like white flag. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. I just love her. <laughs> yeah. I just want to love her. Yeah. And that's it. Like you I'm know? good on everything else. Like it's and everything. he's always been really I could tell there's feelings that come up, but um mm-hmm. I totally respect that and stay in my lane. I like that. And that's what I do, and I just try to, you know, I'm like the cool auntie. Like, yeah, I'm but to, I was literally I'm not gonna, about to parent nobody's kid. In my mind, yeah. was like, so you're basically like the I'm aunt. the cool auntie. I got the it. That yeah. makes that with mom sometimes. I you know it. what I mean? Like, <laughs> in fact, like the first time Jonah really spent time with Corey, like at our house, as she was leaving, he was like, can I call you? Can I call you Aunt Corey? Like yeah. he was, they have, they have their own bond. Right. Like this is someone that was, meant to be in my child's life and and what she brings is is a wonderful contribution to his growth and development and she also really respects that you know mark and i are the parents and like she she just has a really good awareness and discernment of like when to step in and when to pull back I like that because yeah. that can be a difficult kind of balance, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was what my question was, is like, how does parenting mm-hmm. look with like basically three parents? Because you're in the yeah. home, unlike Mark's girlfriend, you yeah. know, so like, does that change that dynamic? But I get that you guys, we're still the primary parents here. I mm-hmm. really like how you yeah. guys balance And I don't want, and, you know, I would, don't want to disrupt that. Right. Yeah. Like, no, that's I something that. they will do for ever like as long as we're family yeah that's that's how kids work exactly (laughs) it's always (laughs) forever it is forever and ever amen okay so let me ask you what do you think is the biggest myth that goes along with polyamory oh that it's a sexy time free for all (laughs) with people that probably have issues i really think that that (laughs) they have issues they haven't worked out and they're all sexing it up all the time right and it that's not 
that's not it at all at all at all um and so I really think that there's this this combination the thing I get the most from people is like well I could never do that but I want to know how how you make this work and it's not a making it is an allowing and just continually centering what do I want to need and can what I want and need exist in this space with these other people and it really is there is a little bit of just a mat like the universe orchestrating people coming together that can resonate at a certain frequency and that have done their their personal work or at least are willing to know when they need to take responsibility for their own shit so that it doesn't come in to it. Because the other thing that I've seen happen among polyamorous people is hours and hours and hours and hours of processing feelings. Oh, wow. But it's yeah. all this like capped in this like, well, that. I'm not jealous, but da, 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 da. And I'm like, y'all are just talking in circles and everyone wants to seem like the most loving, aware, aware most person, most, per- yeah. but you're not claiming your shit. Whereas I will be like, Mark, when you and your girlfriend, you know, did this together, I felt left out or I wanted to be a part of that. Or, you know, we have a standing agreement or acknowledgement that, that birthdays and holidays are something that we are going to spend together and that our partners are welcome to join us, but that we, it is important to both me and Mark that like we are together for holidays. So even though we do have a loose a schedule where he has his days that he goes to his girlfriend's house I have my days that I'm in the tiny house with Corey so that we get that one-on-one time with our partners um if those days happen to fall on holidays it it is an understanding that if we want to do something all together we make time and space for that but that Mark and Jonah and I will be together for these holidays and family celebrations that's that is um, we don't have a lot of rules. We really trust each other to, to show up in this, trust all the people to show up in, in this just with ongoing check-ins. But we, we do have an agreement that like there's certain things that will be respected and honored and, and upheld to minimize that, that sense of like, oh, I like I have a bunch of feelings I need to process right. now. Yeah, but the, but there is a, a myth that there there's just something weird or different about us. But like Corey was saying, is she wasn't like seeking. Yeah, yeah, it's not my like unicorn, right? Like, right? Or, like yeah. token lesbian, you know? Like, yeah, uh, Her, absolutely. right. And we're not. I mean, not that there would be anything wrong with we're not all fucking each other. Like right. it's. It's, we don't have- There's separate relationships that each of you are cultivating. Yeah. And then kind of- it's like going back to the original concept. That part. Like, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm all in. The origin. Yeah. Like, it takes a village. Absolutely. Like, I should show up in love for the best of everybody. Absolutely. And all authentically show up there. And the magic can happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to have- Full stop. I'm all in with you. I totally agree. And um, what I'm hearing is trust, accountability, and communication is what's making all of this work in such a way that, you know, because like Corey said, showing up authentically is really what matters. We're Mm -hmm. all a mess. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's right. I, I'm so sick of like it's like toxic positivity, right? Yes. It's all love yes. and light, and I'm not jealous. No, I'm jealous, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Like you know, I don't like like you said, I don't right. like when you know you two went and did that, and you didn't ask me. Right, that made me feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And showing up authentically in anything in life is super important, mm-hmm. especially when navigating multiple relationships, which we do anyway, don't we? Right? Yeah. Yes. Nobody has just like one friend. Right. No. Like nobody says, okay, I found you. You're exactly. my best friend. And that's forever. And I will have no other friends. Exactly. So like I mean, different literally. people that, that fulfill different parts of you. Absolutely. And we're just building kind of a, a situation where they can all be in the same place together. Yeah. I think yeah. that we're all mosaics of people that we have loved mm-hmm. at one point in totally. time, even if it's just a moment. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, so for me, it makes absolute sense that that carries over into romantic partnerships. Mm-hmm. Cause personally, I don't want to be all that my husband needs either i don't need the stress you know what i'm saying like i don't even yeah. want that type of that that's a lot of shit to mm-hmm. handle and um you know and i don't expect him to be every single thing that i need it's why we do have friends it's why we cultivate other relationships so i think that that's pretty key and important within what you guys have going on as well and but that leads me to my next question okay so queer Yes. It's a new thing. It's a thing. It's a new thing for you there, Leah. Well, it's actually, I was talking yeah. to my friend the other day. She was like, Leah, you were never straight. And I went, I yeah. never, I, I just don't like labels. I don't like labels, but I was never, I never like self-identified as straight, even though I was straight passing, even though I was right. in a heterosexual relationship. And most of my, like until Corey, all of my, longer term relationships had been with men but um I I had also always like part of my uh, like when I decided to get married to Mark it was with the understanding that I was also um open to and wanting relationships with women and and so this is my first like actively long-term committed queer relationship and it is different like there's things I'm having to to confront like being stared at in public so much like if I'm I'm holding her hand it's like this awareness that like all eyes are on me and it's uncomfortable and I'm like god dang it I'm not used to this I'm used to being out in public with a partner a male partner and like People don't, no, yeah, there's no cares. second law. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. So why would they take a second law? I mean, and we've right? had like, people like, idea. she like walking. Like men like literally jacking off outside of a window oh, to like us. Yeah. Us, you know, like ridiculous. They are so yeah. disgusting. It is. Like, it's, it's really. It, yeah. Uh, it's like no that's fine no because that's real because that's also things that like need to be discussed like that like queer couples especially Mm -hmm. if we're going to be talking about it femmes and lesbians Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because we've only respected lesbians or femme bodies when it is for the male gaze right like oh two women together yeah let me jack off to that come on let me see you make out it's never been as a valid relationship it's only been about the pure satisfaction for them so that's absolutely Mm-hmm. totally on brand with the conversation fuck that guy at Wendy's <laughs> um, <laughs> then wow that's wild so yeah. like what about that with parenting do you guys go yeah. out with Jonah and get mm-hmm. that has he noticed do you answer questions what does that look oh, like oh yeah I mean he luckily has grown up very aware of 
queer relationships. We, we have lots of friends who who are queer, who are in um, all different, again, all different kinds of family structures and yeah. relationships. Yeah, other friends with gay parents. Yeah, parents. like he That's is so helpful. But he's like spent the so night helpful. at their house. And so it's not this like, that is not strange for him at all. Where he struggles the most is knowing that my parents aren't very open or receptive to this. And um, he really struggles with knowing that I would never reject him or try to avoid it. My parents don't outwardly reject me, but it's definitely a subject that is avoided and yeah, I think actively avoided. Yeah. Their age, their southerners, it's southerners just yeah. certain things we just don't talk about. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's fine what you're doing. We just don't we have don't, this we're not, We are not <laughs> addressing this. We're not going to talk about And this. it makes him feel <laughs> sad and oh, he feels yeah. sad for me. Um, and, and so, so that's hard. He, he has a hard time knowing that there are people in the world that aren't totally okay or comfortable with queer relationships and, and with polyamorous relationships. And he, uh, but he's been very accepting of like me being with Corey, me being in love with Corey. Um, You know, he sees us hold hands and kiss and he's, he's really like, I think he's happy that I'm, I'm happy. And he's really as long like he did have some fears come up around like does this mean like are you gonna like run off with Corey are you gonna like, <laughs> no, yeah, you're so move you're away <laughs> and uh, and he, he had he has asked me twice like do you love Corey more than me and it's Aww. just he needs that reassurance yeah, and I'm like no I don't love Corey more than you a different types of love B, that's another conversation. Yes, like, I was you like, should. you are my child. You are like the number one. You are my priority. And if there is something you are needing, let me know. Right. I can't on a whim meet every single one of your wants and needs, yeah. obviously. But if there, if you are feeling a loss of love from me, then that's something we can talk about. I was like, I was like, it's, it, he has watched both of his parents truly fall deeply in love with other people people and it's beautiful but it also rocks his foundation he's like whoa and that's why like it's so helpful that we do all come together and that we can be in the same room together he loves it when we're all together yeah he's like like that kind of kid yeah he likes that 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 stability yeah Yeah, it feels stronger like okay okay. yeah like all the adults really are okay here yeah Yeah. because there are times when feelings come come up right he can tell that there are times when mark and i are struggling with something and that reassurance that like even though we aren't happy all the time even though we definitely have like bumps in the road and things to work through and our relationships are all going through evolutions and changes we all still care about each other and we are all committed to showing up in this space together and being um kind and respectful and loving and having a good time like having fun together is is a is important i think when we have our family dinners we make sure there's there's time for the kids to really feel loved and and feel supported and play and you know, the more times you are having fun together, mm-hmm. the more enjoyable of an experience 
it is right. you know childhood heart right yeah because like, it is like life is not supposed to be Mm-mm. it's supposed to come with ease yes like, yeah. it's supposed to be fun like exactly. that is the original design yes not meant to be tumultuous and difficult exactly. and mm-hmm. we put so much ideas on that like relationships take hard work like no, no. like they it's really just right like they don't relationships mm-hmm. are supposed to come with ease and I suggest if your relationship is coming with hard work yes. you may not want to have that relationship and that's with anything right mm-hmm. that would be my personal yeah. advice which leads me to asking you what would be your advice that you would give someone in a polyamorous relationship or um I, don't, I hate to say newly queer because like mm. you said you've lived your yeah. life that way but like as you also mentioned yeah. straight passing so like yeah. a newly queer relationship that's out in the open parenting and polyamorous what advice would you give them know thyself (laughs) (laughs) know thyself absolutely it's yeah if you spend too much time worrying about what other people think um it everyone's gonna have something to think and it cannot define what you are choosing for your reality so bonnie Raitt came into my mind let's give me something to talk about <laughs> yes right let's because that's give him something to talk about right okay, i'm gonna do all the shit that you're talking about and all that yes. yeah well let's do it let's give him something to talk yes. about so yeah that's what we're gonna play mm-hmm. when we finish this <laughs> that song came out when i was in third grade and that was the God first old. time they called me <laughs> Uh, uh, was it a rug muncher some girl in my <laughs> class called me a rug muncher because I didn't want to go out with this boy wow right and I had time. to ask my third grade teacher what that meant <gasps> and she made up some bullshit excuse about that but yes let's give them something to talk about yeah it's not their fun. business it's like if you know me you know me right if I want to share my life with you I share my life with you I'm not here to hide my life. I'm not here to. Um, but it's also not something on display. But I don't know you an explanation necessarily. I don't either, owe you. you know? yeah. I firmly, explanation. firmly say that. I'm like, no one owes you an explanation mm-hmm. to their humanity. Like, exactly. This is, you don't need to figure My energy is out. very sacred and I can't expend it on bullshit. I love that. And I love you, Corey. <laughs> I really do. (laughs) Okay, so as we're coming to a close of this, let me ask you, what was your personal fork in the road? Like, just Mm -hmm. even just in life or whatever, your own personal fork in the road? Because also, you know, you're a professional witch. Right. Like, and you were a social worker. Yeah. Like, your life has been like a complete 180, right? Like, here you were. A social working mom with a husband, and now you're a queer polyamorous witch. I tore my pearls off of my neck there you go. and scattered them across the congregation floor and <laughs> bathed myself in my miserable blood. There you go. So- uh, yeah. No, I... As I evolved, I just, again, got really clear on like, what actually makes me happy? And the more I chose my happiness from a place of love and deep alignment, my life unfolded. Again, it wasn't like, hmm, I'm going to design a life where I am queer, polyamorous, professional witch. Like, that just kind of happened based on me being true to myself and and making the space to follow what lit me up and as I like it's literally like I let the light of my heart 
radiate. I know that sounds real fucking cheesy, but I do like, this is literally what I do. I like beam my heart energy out and then see what resonates with it. And I don't seek this stuff out. I didn't find Corey on Tinder. Right. I literally right. walked, the I walked into, into the quarantine by meditating. Right. I walked into my Reiki master attunement yeah. class and met her. And then during quarantine, we were having joint meditative experiences. Like I can't make this shit up. Yeah. Like it just fucking had my life happened I want to and I said yes to what brought me joy I want to say I love that yes like first of all let's say that back (laughs) yes to what brought you joy yes Yes, I'm here for that and I want to say like um your life is not just happenstance just like watching Mm -hmm. it it is about like you use the word allowing a lot you allow Mm -hmm. a lot so it's not happenstance because mm-hmm. I don't want people like listening to this and it's like, oh, well, yeah. it just happens to her. And she's just like, because I think that there's also a misconception about you, Leah, about mm-hmm. being like some like just love and light and flighty. And you're yeah. actually one of the most deeply rooted and grounded people that mm-hmm. I know. And life doesn't just happen to you. It's that you really truthfully open yourself mm. and allow things to come in. Yes. So I yeah. want to like, yes, that is thing that you. space is like, cause you really do allow for a lot of experiences like okay well if this is what's meant to be i'm having this joint meditation she doesn't take any shit she just believes zero activity of everyone yeah absolutely i don't necessarily but i so love and adore yeah me too Uh, and appreciate about her yes but also she will she has it you know listen people question she's not the one how they friends all the time all the time all the time all the time i'm like she's like the godmother to my son like literally breastfed my child and like you have to bring an yeah. energetic and spiritual capacity to understand correct that, you know, she's literally she, love and light she expands and i've never seen yeah. that in my yeah, life before exactly. <laughs> i'm like oh this person really is yeah so i've been like that's crazy <laughs> let me bring her the darkness <laughs> and then she's like oh i'll drink that and i'll raise yeah. you yeah. Like, what is? you want to be dark i got you <laughs> So yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. And I really like that you allow life to show up and then you're really clear on what it is that you want and need yes. for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just happen, right? right? Because it doesn't people, just happen. their lives do just happen and they just happen into a poly relationship or they just happen mm-hmm. into a lesbian relationship. And it's like, you didn't know yourself. Yeah. You didn't know yeah. anything, like you said earlier with polyamorous relationships those just happen to people mm-hmm. like well my husband was cheating anyway so mm-hmm. I figured we might as well be poly that doesn't work Mm-mm. because there's already betrayal there's already mistrust you know you're already feeling some type of way about the actions that he's done this that happens mm-hmm. those are relationships that happen yeah you guys have literally cultivated a culture of love honesty authenticity you know and really a lot of the centering and focus on Jonah and his needs in mm-hmm. here is a really strong tenant within yes. all of your relationships yeah and I could even say that as one of your friends yeah. like you do that even with your friendships like if this friendship right. is not going to be nurturing to my son mm-hmm. then I probably shouldn't be in this relationship so exactly. I really love how you kind of call all of those things together and um so let me ask you, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I would tell my 18-year-old self to stop worrying so much about what other people want and think 
and to know that when you choose your happiness, when you choose your joy from a place of love, it really life will work out in the mo more beautiful ways than you could imagine. So like I'm crying. <laughs> because like like not really because I got thug tears. <laughs> but I just need you to know on the inside. Yes, on the inside you're, you're I'm crying. I am weeping because you're white girl so fucking beautiful. Yeah, no, not that no. Thug tears, baby. Like emotional gangster, like my girl Cardi said. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you because I like to like, you know, we ask all the questions and stuff. But if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? I would ask myself, hmm, that's a good question. I try. I would ask myself, how'd you get so flat? No. <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> I, I would ask myself, what has helped you in this journey towards creating this life that you have somewhere in there i had that question and totally skipped so, writing answer it <laughs> i would say people like desiree having friends that call you out when you are trying to live a life smaller than what is destined for you and desiree you Good have you. been <laughs> one of the biggest most necessary essential pieces of my life like I would truly would not have the life I have now without your constant not letting me back down I like you, you constantly <laughs> you call me the fuck out on the regular but it is from such love and it's from this deep desire to see me in in all shades in all aspects at my fullest and so here I am Okay, so that's the end because she's trying to play with my emotions. Yeah. And I don't like to do that in public. Shining. Corrine, you kind of understand I'm not trying to do this here. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, so like, let's leave it alone. Yes, I, I love, love it. <laughs> yes, I love you. And that's the end of that story. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap this up because okay. Leah's trying to get me to cry. <laughs> and anybody that follows me knows that I'm too hard for that bullshit. <laughs> so we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> And I'm gonna cry out when I get off. So let me ask you, where can listeners connect with you online? Because you know, professional witch and right. polyamorous queer super mom. People want to know where the hell you're at. Right. The easiest place is Instagram right now. I'm L-E-A-H-T-R-O-X, Leah Trox. Yeah, y'all. I have my website, Leatrioxin.com. L-E-A-H-T-I-O-X-O-N. You can also go to seedtostar.com. And you'll find everything else from there. And oh, oh tell me that's a racist program. I have a priestess program coming up. And it is led by me and two of the, the priestesses uh, raised up over the past year. Yeah. And um, we have, it's a two-tiered option. So we have one option that is um, virtual only. That's open to anyone anywhere in the world that feels a calling to step into the priestess path you don't even have to really know what that means because that's what this year-long program is for um, and then we have a more intensive program for people where i need to deepen in that priestess journey that's open to people in the metro atlanta area because there will be an in-person mentoring and group component um, to that as well and you can find that out at all those places
so as I mentioned as well, but the program launches May 2nd and it's a year long and um, it's, it's designed to support spiritual practitioners that are ready to level up in terms of how they serve themselves and their communities and how they work with a variety of spiritual tools and energetic resources in order to do so. Okay, I like all of that. And thank you so much for giving me this time, this space, sharing with us how you make shifts happen in the world. And thank you for having the conversation. I do adore you so. I love you, love you, love, love you. you thank you. Okay, bye all. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Have the Conversation. I'm really enjoying doing this and looking forward to conversations with other people. Next week, we will have Lucille McGee and talking about financial freedom and dating up. So click subscribe and stay tuned.